Welcome back to the Heal Your Hormones podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Danielle. And today I am joined by Drew Letterman and Emily Cohen, who are the co-founders of Resist. Now, if you're unfamiliar with Resist, it is a company focused on making it easy for all people, but especially those with PCOS, able to really fuel their bodies on the go while both taking care of their bodies and taking care of the planet. Um, so I'm really excited to have them here today, just kind of share their story in terms of what inspired them to start the company and explain a bit more about resist and why it really is such a great option for women with PCOS. So Drew and Emily, thank you for having, uh, for joining me. I was gonna say, thank you for having me. <laughs> well, thank, thank you, you for having us. us. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I'd love to hear from you too, just kind of like how you guys met and ended up being co-founders. Yeah, Drew, do you want to take it away? Yeah, I'll, I'll start. So um, I think I'll, I'll even go back to before we met um, where I was when I was diagnosed with PCOS. And that was really the beginning. And at the time, of course, didn't know that this would lead me down a path to starting a brand, but um, it really did. So diagnosed with PCOS at 18, classic story. I've spoken to so many women in the community about this, but diagnosed and told by my doctor that I had a few options, birth control, metformin, um, and lifestyle. And I figured, you know, I, I was pretty healthy at the time. I didn't really struggle with some of the symptoms that I had seen PCOS kind of being known for, uh, things like hair loss or kind of inflammation. I did have hormonal acne and that was something that I was, had been managing. I had gone the whole gambit of Accutane and I look back on that decision. I'm like, oh my gosh, it's quite, quite the choice. But, um, kind of got diagnosed, decided to go down the lifestyle route and focused on what I was seeing at the time, which was, you know, no gluten, no dairy, remove, um, you know, any sugars. So I was doing the whole high protein, low sugar, low carb. And at the time I didn't know anything about nutrition. I was, you know, trusting the things I was reading on labels. And so I really had a busy life. I was living in New York. Um, I went to NYU and this will come into play later, that, that little piece of information. But uh, so basically I started eating a lot of protein bars and I would have at least one a day. And then in super busy days, cause I was working multiple jobs and school, uh, I would sometimes have two. And we're talking that, you know, if you want to bleep out the brand, but like Quest Bar, Think Thin. Like these brand Bars. That, yeah. These like really great macros, but these low sugar, low carbs are coming from somewhere and it's these artificial ingredients. And we're seeing now today, the ingredients like sucralose and erythritol, whey protein, having, you know, lots of studies now showing these maleffects. But back then I didn't know anything and there was far less research, especially on women and especially with PCOS. So um, kind of saw my symptoms get worse and worse and thought that it was my fault, that it was the skincare I was using or my shower head or, you know, the gym routine I was doing or everything else besides what I was eating. And so then I started turning to pharmaceuticals. And so spiritolactone, the whole thing of, of going and getting my hormone panels done. And of course I had one done before I was diagnosed. And when I went back in around six months later, my doctor was like, what did you do? Like, what did you start doing? Because, you know, you can be diagnosed PCOS for two of the three symptoms that are very common, which is um, irregular periods, um, abnormal hormonal panel, and then the actual cysts themselves. So I had the cysts and the abnormal period, but my panel was actually pretty good or average, average, normal um, within range. And now my 
my, my panel was not good. And really the only thing I had changed was my, my diet, my intake of these synthetic proteins, a lot of protein bars. I was even doing things like pre-workouts, creatine, um, and not that some of those things can't be really good for you, especially if they're clean, but the ones that I thought were good for me, these zero sugar options were definitely only hurting me and not helping. And that's what I continue to find out in my kind of hormone health journey. What happened is I had to learn a lot. I had to do my own research. I had to go to every doctor and dietitian, And it felt like, do I really need to become an expert in this to heal my own body? Shouldn't companies be more transparent and clear with the products that they're putting out there? And I really tried to continue my whole new lifestyle at that point of, you know, clean whole foods and a slower lifestyle, less cortisol. And I saw my symptoms improve, I did. But I was still living this crazy busy life. And I found myself either going hungry or having one of those on-the-go snacks that I knew would either leave me hungry in five minutes or spike my blood sugar. So I ended up turning back to the protein bars that I thought would be a little more natural. The one made with dates and oats and honey and those sugar spiking ingredients spiked my blood sugar. They made me feel tired. And I started seeing my symptoms come back and I got really nervous. And this is kind of around the time of the pandemic. And so luckily for me, I, I, you know, knew what to do. And we, you know, as, as college students at the time, a lot of us just went home to our parents and had a, had a much easier time than I feel like, you know, the larger community of, of people did. But in that time, I said to myself, you know, shouldn't there be a better option? And so pandemic projects started happening of, can I make a better bar? Can I make a better on the go snack that really does have it all, you know, healthy fats, protein, fiber. And this is when I met Emily. So Emily, do you want to take the rest of the story? Yeah. So I was in New York at NYU getting my master's in food studies. I've always been interested in the health and wellness of food space. I've grown up without red meat. Um, my mom used to make whole wheat sandwiches with like pesto and sun-dried tomatoes. So food has always been so central to me. Um, and just I've always been interested in startups and NYU has this great entrepreneurship network. Drew and I were both part of their Slack channel where you can post about, uh, post in the team finder page. And Drew just posted something that spoke to me because I was going on my own hormonal health journey. I just got off birth control and was facing a lot of side effects from that. And so she just used all the right words, hormone health, protein, startup, food, and we've been working together ever since. Wow. That's pretty impressive that you guys, so you guys were at the same school and didn't really know each other, but connected through like kind of like a networking app through your school. Yeah. Wow. And you guys launched, I mean, I feel like I first heard about you maybe in 2021, maybe early 2022. So you guys launched pretty quickly after the pandemic, right? Or probably during the pandemic. Yeah. So we launched the product as a pilot test to start to get feedback, start to understand the industry um, and start to get some data. So we launched that pilot test, kind of figured out what people like, what people don't like. We had one flavor. Everything was designed by us, the website, the packaging, super like startup-y. And uh, from that pilot test, we sold out of the product and kind of used all that data to make more flavors and kind of iterate it based on people's feedback. And then we launched our new products in kind of summer of 2022. And then we decided to do a clinical trial. 
So we knew we wanted to collect as much data as possible. And obviously when you change up a product, you need to redo that clinical data. So we wanted to wait until we had something that we were really proud of. And that's exactly what we did. So we did that trial in the summer of 2022, around July. Um, and basically we were able to prove that our bars keep blood sugar stable in a clinical setting for healthy blood sugar. Um, and it's been really exciting watching kind of our customers now send us in their own continuous glucose monitor data, which is like, we're keeping blood sugar stable in clinical trial and also in practice where people might not have stale, like stable, healthy blood sugar. They might be starting with elevated um, blood sugar levels. And so that's been really exciting. And especially as someone who, you know, struggles with PCOS and insulin resistance and is definitely feels like my symptoms are in remission in a lot of ways. It is so exciting to watch other people who have PCOS and diabetes and, and a host of other kind of disorders where food really plays a huge role in either supporting or triggering your symptoms. Watch those reviews come in where people are like, this is the only bar that doesn't spike my blood sugar. This is the only bar that, you know, is low sugar, high fiber, high protein without any of the nasty stuff in it. So it's been really, really rewarding. When you guys first, um, did kind of like your beta launch, who were you marketing to? Like, how were you getting, um, kind of like access to women with PCOS? Were you mostly marketing online? Was it more just like friends that you knew who had PCOS? Oh my gosh, that's such an interesting one. So I had felt very like protective over the PCOS community. I feel like there's so many brands, mostly supplements, I feel that kind of go into these communities and kind of seem predatory. They were commenting on all the, you know, um, support groups and Facebook, and we didn't want to be like that. We also didn't really know how to market the product because we found that, yes, you know, we, we wanted to speak to the PCOS community, to the community of people who want to keep their blood sugar stable. But we found that people who don't have any problems also really enjoy our products. And so kind of as we were trying to figure out how to market this product in this beta launch, we had a popular doctor post about our product and she's one of the founders of Levels. Um, and her name is Dr. Casey Means. And so she posted about our product and suddenly we had this group of people who mostly don't have anything, any disorder, any issue, no diabetes, but they wear continuous glucose monitors in order to either biohack or monitor their metabolic health or possibly have insulin resistance that are working to reverse that. And we realized there's this actually pretty large cohort of people who could benefit from the product and also cared about keeping their hormones balanced and their blood sugar stable. Um, and so it changed the way that we thought about the product. It also made it a little easier to not feel like we were like being one of those kind of corporate companies that are being predatory towards these communities of people who just want to feel better. Cause that was me. And I totally fell for it. I bought so many supplements when I was first diagnosed with PCOS. I had no idea what was in them. And at the end of the day, like these supplements, hormone balancing is a very general term. That's why we take a food as medicine approach. That's why we're not using any nutraceuticals. We're not adding anything that you don't have in your kitchen in there. So for me, at least like a good example of this is DIM, which is a supplement that can reduce your estrogen. And that can be super helpful to people who have high estrogen. A lot of people with PCOS have low estrogen and I'm one of them. And I was just fell for the marketing of like, oh, hormone balancing. I need hormone balancing. I have PCOS. I'm going to buy the supplement. It made me feel worse. Uh, and so we wanted to be very, very careful of that. Um, so I would say we didn't really go after the community in the traditional sense, but we really use word of mouth. And I think having a personal story, both mine and Emily's of 
wanting to balance our hormones, wanting to just feel better um, and be happy and not have to stress about, you know, not being confident in what we're eating um, is like a huge part of our ethos. Yeah. I mean, that is such a common mistake I see women making, which it makes sense. I mean, they're turning to Google for answers and that is like what you mentioned. The dim is one of the most common things I see happening with like my new patients coming to me who are like, I'm not getting a period. I've been taking dim for a year. And then we test their estrogen. And it's like, well, because you have no estrogen, you're completely bottomed out. So that's playing a big role in it. And I love, I mean, with the nutrition piece, it's like balancing your blood sugar, regardless of what type of PCOS you have is going to be beneficial. I mean, it's beneficial for everyone. So with the supplements, I feel like it can be difficult because it really depends on what PCOS type you have and where your levels are at with the nutrition piece that really can be applied to any type of PCOS. Um, you know, there's no type of PCOS where it's like, yes, you do want to be on a blood sugar roller coaster, you know? So it's, it's nice that it's can be a little more streamlined, I think. Um, and take kind of like the guesswork out of women too, of like, you know, what is safe and what isn't safe to be eating. Um, so I'd love to hear from you kind of what makes, you know, why is resist so, um, so impactful for women who have blood sugar imbalance compared to like the other bars in the market? Yeah. So as previously mentioned, Drew has tried every protein bar out there and we've figured out that there are those two types of protein bars, your more artificial bars and your more date-based bars, um, which each have their own issues. And so we teamed up with our medical advisory board to create a bar that's high in fiber, fats, and protein. And this combination is just iconic for helping to keep your blood sugar stable from the slow release of energy and the ability to keep you satiated. And then based on each flavor, each skew, we've added a different blend of adaptogens and spices that are also known for hormonal health and overall health. Overall health. Um, so we have our cinnamon maca. Those cinnamon is great for balancing blood sugar and, and maca is known for its hormonal benefits. We have a turmeric one, which is great for anti-inflammatory. And we also have the black pepper in there. So it activates the turmeric. And then our goji cherry, it's just is full of vitamin C and antioxidants to help you glow. <laughs> I love that. Um, yeah. And I, just to um, kind of confirm, these are not meant to be meal replacement bars and more so as like bars on the go between meals. Totally. The last thing we want to do is promote diet culture, which is super heavy in the protein bar industry. We are not a meal replacement bar. We are we like to call ourselves a food supplement sometimes because we want to add something to your day, a supplement, a little extra protein, fiber, and fat into your day. Um, but meals are super important and we never want to replace that. Definitely. And I also think another important part of kind of what we're building here is what we don't include. So it's like, not only are we adding in these amazing ingredients, an awesome ratio of, of healthy fats, fiber, and protein from plants, but we're also excluding things that you see on almost every other bar. Um, these sugar alcohols, gums, fillers, emulsifiers, just like inflammatory ingredients that like, why are there like 10 different kinds of milk protein isolate whey concentrate? Like, I'm just like, is it needed? Like how, how much of this is incredibly processed and inflammatory? And so we definitely are trying to do something different here. And like Emily said, support an ad rather than kind of causing, causing inflammation, causing hormonal disruption, causing blood sugar spikes. 
Um, so not only what we don't include, but these, you know, added great ingredients as well. Yeah. I remember, I can't remember exactly how I found you guys or if you guys found me, but I remember when I first looked at the ingredient list, I was like, okay, this is super simple. You know, I mean, I get sent a lot of things from whether it's like protein bar companies or supplements. And a lot of times I'm like looking at it. And even as like a healthcare professional, I look, I'm like, I don't know what these things are, you know, like I don't even want to test it on myself, let alone recommend it for a patient. So when I saw the ingredients in your guys's bar, I was like, this looks amazing, super clean. Um, I recommend it to a lot of my patients and they love it as well. Um, what, so, well, I don't know if you can actually share this. Maybe if you can, or want to share, do you guys plan on expanding beyond bars or are you guys like really focused on the bars right now? Just curious. Yeah, right now it's definitely focusing on the bars. We have some more flavor ideas, be more ideas in the pipeline focused on bars. Um, as we expand, it's definitely something we're talking about covering more spaces. Um, I think that there's so much space to be improved ingredient wise, which is something we would definitely, again, focus on. But right now our bars are our babies, but we do have some exciting flavors coming out, I'd say within the next year and a half, two years. Awesome. Um, and do um, people primarily buy it online or are you in stores at all? Yeah, we're mostly online on our website at eatresist.com. We're also on Amazon. We're focusing on expanding our retail presence this year, um, we're onboarding with two distributors and being able to have more of a physical presence is super important to us. We're in a few stores in New York as well as some medical spas, but you can always find us online. Awesome. Yeah, I feel like definitely co-sign that of like, we want to be more accessible. Like a big part of our brand is like, we're premium products. Like we use premium ingredients. We care a lot about kind of the products we're putting out there, but we're premium priced as well. So being able to try one bar in stores and being more accessible in that sense before committing to a huge box is also super important to us. Over time, we want to be more accessible um, and be have different sizing packs as well. So we know some people want to give them to their kids and so they'll split them in half um, where one day we hope to have kind of mini sizes or something like that. I mean, I don't know anything about startups whatsoever, but I feel like considering you guys started during the pandemic, like you guys have grown a lot just in that time, right? I feel like it. I don't know, maybe from the outside in, that's what it feels like. I also think, you know, down the line, like I know airports is like a really big hurdle for my PCS patients. Like we try to prepare and, you know, bring food with you, but that always doesn't necessarily happen. Or, you know, I've been in the situation where I'm like, oh, like I don't, you know, I don't have anything at home. I don't want to run to the store before I go fly out. I'm sure I can find something in the airport. And then it's like always a struggle. So I feel like that down the line could also be amazing too for people when they're traveling. Um, but yeah, well, I'm excited to see you guys continue to grow. Um, what is one wellness trend? I'd love to hear come from both of you. One wellness trend that you guys have been loving lately. One. Um, or two. I <laughs> I definitely love my post-meal walks. Um, that's my time to listen to podcasts. Also, I call it podcast and go. Um, so I think that that's a super low lift wellness trend that so many people can benefit from. And it's great for helping stabilize blood sugar after you eat. So that's definitely one of my top ones. Yeah, I, I love that. Everybody. I I love these little tips and tricks. I feel like they just break it down and make it so much more like accessible and, and simple versus like 
I think back on when I was first diagnosed and I thought it was like this like huge, crazy, hard thing that I was like frustrated. I was going to have to change my whole life in order to have healthy hormones. And these little tips and tricks are so helpful. So one that I really like that I've kind of like changed around from what I've seen online, but it's the, I've seen online these like carrot salads. And when you break down these carrot salads, they are basically just a carrot and, and a fat, like a olive oil or a vinegar. And so instead I, I'm like, I don't want to shave a carrot salad every day. It's a lot for me um, as someone who is like, go, go, go. So instead what I've been doing is I will kind of cut up my carrots in advance and then make myself like a dip. Um, so fat-based dip with some olive oil, pepper, a little bit of turmeric. Um, and then that will be my little kind of hormone balancing carrot salad, but make it super lazy girl energy. I love that. Yeah. Super simple. Um, yeah, I feel like a lot of times with PCOS, it's like, you think you need to have like this all or nothing mentality, but like something as simple as going on a walk after like more of a carb heavy dinner or something like having, you know, like that veggie snack before a big meal can make a big difference. So maybe just choosing like one thing to focus on for the next few weeks, you know, getting that habit on board and then kind of choosing something else to focus on after that will make a difference over time. I definitely agree. I also think like I felt the same way about personal care products and cleaning products and and plastics in my life that like I got so overwhelmed. I just realized you can just take it day by day. You can change things as you run out of them. And eventually you'll get to the point where it's all kind of aligned with the hormone healthy lifestyle and endocrine free, endocrine disruptor free lifestyle as well. Yeah. yeah thank I- you for that real quick. I will say another hack tip that I think anyone can benefit from is glass containers, glass storage food containers, plastic containers, if you want to rip my hair out, one for the environmental impact, but second for the BPA impact and all the other chemicals. When there's a tiny rip or a tiny like slice in it, it releases so many particles and it leaches into your food. And then when it's thrown in the microwave, you have the radiation from the microwave and then the heat impacting the plastic would just vomits out all these chemicals again. So I would just say, let's get glass containers. It's an upfront cost, but a pack of like six different sizes is maybe 20 to $30. It's something that's so doable in my opinion. And I think that it will just make such a difference in everyone's life and for the planet as well. Yeah. I was doing, um, I think it's called uh, what's called factor 45 factor 75, the meal delivery company. I was doing that very beginning of the year and that comes in plastic. I think I lasted like two weeks and I was like, this just feels wrong. Like, even though it was like balanced meals, I was like, I'm still heating up in plastic. So I switched to cookie unity, which is more of like the cardboard containers. And I'm like, okay, this feels better. Yeah. Um, well, amazing. Any last things to share, um, with listeners, whether it's resist related wellness, PCOS related, any last thoughts? Yeah, I feel like just a final piece of, for anyone who's just starting their hormone health journey, it's like building a community is so, so helpful. Having people in your life that understand this stuff that you can talk to, you can learn with, really makes it feel a lot less daunting. Um, I think in the beginning, I felt so alone. I felt like I was the only one I knew with PCOS as well. So getting in with the community, getting excited about making healthy changes for your life, rather than being overwhelmed by it. It's just a great way to get started in a positive way rather than kind of in that, that negative way of like, so much, so much to do. It's so expensive. And, and just, yeah, coming at it from a really positive, optimistic angle is a game changer. And I'd also like to note that throughout everyone's journey, 
everyone is so different. Everyone's body reacts differently. Our systems are so different. So what might work for one person, kind of like Drew with the gym, isn't might not necessarily work for you, and that's okay. And everyone's experience is their own. It's great to get influence and inspiration from people, but at the end of the day, you have to check in with yourself, know your body, know your blood work, and it's your journey. Yeah, absolutely. No, I always say that, like, don't compare your progress to someone else's because you don't know where they started from or how long they've been, you know, on this journey, especially for people who are newly diagnosed and like are just getting started. And I know it can feel frustrating, especially for women who maybe they've, you know, been trying to conceive for the past year. And then on top of they had these PCOS symptoms for five years before then it can feel like, well, I've been on this journey for six years, but it's like, well, you've only started the healing process. You know, you've been on like the frustration process of the part of the journey, but you haven't been on like the the healing piece yet. So it's giving yourself time. And your mind and your body are so crazy connected. Like if you feel stressed, if you feel sad, your body will react to that too. So you just have to give a little love and warmth to yourself because your body will react in different ways from it as well. Yeah. Well, amazing. Thank you, Drew and Emily, so much for joining me today. Um, For those listening, if you're interested in learning more or trying resist bars for yourself, I will leave the link and their Instagram in the show notes. Um, Thank you so much for listening. As always, if you find the podcast helpful, please leave a review and share so other women with PCOS or fertility struggles can get access to this information as well. I will see you on Friday for our Friday chats episode. I hope you have a great rest of your week.